On this episode of the Nerd Note, cutting recurring technology expenses. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nerd Note. I am your host, Jason Garcia. And with me, as always, the, sco- the shaggy to my Scooby, Matt Enderley. How you doing today, Matt? I'm well. Good. Yeah. Good. Can't Sh- complain. It's, it's early morning today. Wait, I'm shaggy? You're shaggy. I'm, okay, I'm fine I'm, with that. I'm Scooby. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yep. So uh, it's early morning for us here. This is usually we do our podcast in the afternoon, but because of scheduling conflicts, uh, we are doing it bright and early, so no cocktail hour for us today. Um, but we do have a special guest. Our guest today is Matt Baker. Systems Administrator with Max Tech Agency. How are you doing today, Matt? I am well, thank you. Good, good. I know you're a little nervous about this, but uh, we'll, we'll get through this, I promise. Wait, my sweaty if palms. you put an IT person on camera uh, and slung him out on the internet, it makes them feel uncomfortable? Yeah, because they're okay. not behind a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a personality uh, no, thing. Yeah. No. That's all right. Matt's, Matt's a good sport about it. Absolutely. Also, before we get started on the topic of cutting technology expenses, I do want to say, guys, thank you so much for uh, subscribing to our show. Uh, if you can't see that little box there, we are over a thousand subs, so that was a big deal for us here at the Nerd Note. Um, so I, you know, I want to thank you, Matt. I want to sh- thank our producer, uh, Jonathan Miles. You guys never get to see, um, yet. but uh, yet, but, but uh, it's been a, a lot of hard work and uh, coming up with topics and guests and and all that. So I just want to thank you guys for for subbing. And if you haven't subbed yet, please do. There's going to be a lot of great content coming out uh, through the rest of the year. So on so, that note, just real quick. At some point, we should do a demo of that uh, Lametric clock, because for all of our uh, our digital marketing clients, it shows your social media likes, and it's also customizable. So yeah. as the nerd note, maybe we have like a gadget corner. Lametric, uh, you can't spell that. Uh, no, I think it's uh, <laughs> French. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it's I don't know Greek. French. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's some other yeah, language to me. Yeah. But it's super cool, um, and um, they're not cheap. I mean, 170 some bucks on Amazon, but really cool gadget. Yeah. Uh, not just for us, what we're using it for, but it can tie into CRM systems and show you yep. opportunities. So, and as the nerd note, maybe we have like a little gadget little corner tech, and tech day. Yeah, just something that's useful in gadget business. Day. You know, yeah. tech just, talk. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, nerds out there, get ready. This is a nerdrific uh, podcast today. Yes. Um, this is going to be all about IT, all about technology expenses, and helping small to medium-sized businesses in, in, in knowing the difference between that reoccurring expense and the one-time expense. So, uh, Mr. Enderley, I'm going to kick it right off to you, and let's get this party started. Sure. Well, so, you know, I've had a lot of clients ask about you know, can we purchase one-time hardware, software, something to reduce our monthly recurring costs, right? And Are you so, seeing that more within the last year, year and a half than, than for previously? Sure. For in COVID, I mean, pe- people are concerned about outflow of money. I mean, some businesses are locked down and, you know, there's nothing worse than paying for something monthly and your business isn't even running. Right. But you're concerned that you can't reduce it because you can't remove it. And so because of it's storing data, right. you know, it's integral part of something and you're not sure what the repercussions are going to be. And so here a lot of it, I mean, we heard a lot of it in 08, 09. I mean, anytime there's there's economy kind of shaking, people want to know how can we reduce our monthly costs. And in most cases, it's not that they need to, it's that they're exploring that option. And so the question becomes, what can they invest into? Um, and it could be large. You know, for example, we'll go through a couple of things, but in software, Office 365, are you able to, to buy it instead of paying monthly? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like and what do you lose? Okay. 
so, so speaking of the 365, uh, the world knows Facebook went out. Uh, what was it? Monday? Is that Monday? For about six hours, right? And uh, there was some some businesses that probably had some effect with advertising and whatnot. But for you you nerds, what would happen if Office three sixty five went out and the email and all that? What what you know? What would be the ramifications of that? Well, real quick, <laughs> does anyone know what the current user base of three sixty five? Not just the Office suite, but the hosted email. How many? I mean, I would have to assume several million. I, I, yeah, Matt, Matt's going to Google it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's one thing for social media to go down. And, and in our world, it's not that impactful, although our marketing clients were impacted. Sure. It's to me, I would anticipate the biggest uh, impact from that would be the e-com that heavily, heavily relies on Facebook ads to generate sales. And more specifically, companies with low margin products. So if I sell something for $100 and only make a dollar, I need to make that up in volume. Right. And if my volume is produced through Facebook ads and they were down for our uh, Eastern time, the bulk of the day, of the business day, what impact did that have? And right. that, that could be greater for them than obviously in our world. So I think it depends on who you are as a customer. Um, but if 365 went down, now we're talking about a different audience. Right. Okay, now we're talking about a, a, a bigger net. Most businesses, if not all, need email. And so, did you find it? Yeah. So, as of June 2021, uh, over 731,000 companies in the United States alone are using... 731,000. Over a million companies worldwide. Okay. So, a million companies. And that's yeah. not a million email accounts. That's, that's a million companies. companies. And some of those could be large enterprises. Right. So, you're probably... I mean, what would you say? Five a, to ten a million. Five, yeah. I would say five million. And so a six-hour outage of email would be I mean, catastrophic. Catastrophic. Yeah, and I think the biggest uh, impact of Facebook going out was FOMO. I mean, let's be honest. It was you know fear of missing out. People were really that 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 was it. I, the, the second one then was the e-commerce businesses, but it was FOMO. I didn't even notice. I didn't care. No, no. Yeah, I, th I saw a lot of people commenting. I mean, I know that's a little bit off, but I know a lot of people commented uh, that they wish it would have stayed off. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, so that's a whole, whole other podcast. Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's, get, let's, get, let's get back to the topic of cutting uh, technology expenses. So let's go through a couple that um, offer both perpetual licensing. Perpetual licensing is one time you own it um, versus uh, the monthly. And Matt, will kind of go over some of these with you. You know more about some of these than I do. Uh, Adobe Creative Cloud, Office 365, apps for business, uh, cloud servers, and cloud backups. Um, so, I mean, you, are you an avid user of Adobe? Uh, yes. I, well, yeah, for the most part. Are you on Creative Cloud? No. Okay. So, I think the economics, um, and don't quote me on this, last I thought I heard it was about $600 a year or $52 a month for Adobe Creative Cloud. Now, there are different packages, so depending on how much you have, right. but if you have the all-encompassing, um, then I think it's around $52 a month. So $52 a month, you have the perpetual license. Yeah. And do you know the ballpark of that on pricing? Gosh, I think I I, I paid like $1,600 for the suite that I have. Uh, let's, let's look. Let's see. They don't sell it now? No. Okay. So you can't buy that perpetual. No. I don't think okay. you can buy. I don't think you can buy it. Um, okay. So there's Adobe. Office 365, apps for business. So this would be your Outlook, your Word, your PowerPoint, and your Excel. 
mm-hmm. um, which you know a lot of people tell me a lot of our clients that hasn't changed much those applications haven't changed much no. the cosmetics look a little different there may be some little details that are better um, status now so mm-hmm. if you go to type an email and it will tell you their status um, so it's a little bit better um, but really what's changed at its core emails still come in folders are there mm-hmm. you know for the most part it's still there so uh, they just are getting ready to release Office 2021. Mm-hmm. It's not out yet. Mac and Windows. Um, and previously on Mac, you had to have the monthly subscription. Right. Uh, $8.25 a month, a user. Uh, I know I pay it. Um, and they're going to add the perpetual. As of now, they're going to add a perpetual license for Mac. So you can buy it, roughly $200. And it's also by device. Mm-hmm. So that's where you got to be yeah. very cognizant of that because if you have five devices, now you're paying a thousand dollars, yeah, and now that eight twenty five is a better deal, right? Okay, so it depending on the number of devices. By the way, in your organization, you can mix and match. Yeah. So if you have people with three devices and you want to go three sixty five, now not your email, just the just apps, the apps, apps themselves. Okay, uh, which you can get the apps and not do the email. You can get the email and not get the yes, apps. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways. If you look at the cost by device, so um, most our clients tend to skip a version of Office. So people that are on 16 skipped 19, and they'll probably upgrade to the, their 2021. And that's what I that's what I did. Most people do that. Um, it's just too expensive otherwise. Now, if you're on 365, you get every version. So that is one of the benefits of 365 apps for business. What is the cost? Like if you were to upgrade to every version from 16 to 19 to 21? It's about $200 advice. So if you have one computer, it's $199. Right, but once you start getting to 10, 20, 30, that gets real pricey. Now that's per user. So let's let's take an office of 10. Um, For $2,000, those computers are now covered. Okay. Now... um, you know, so 2000, and if you skip a version, usually the cycles are every three years. So if you skip one, you're 10,000 for six years. Okay, so if you break that down monthly, let's do that. Um, and are, are, are the changes that drastic? It's usually just the user interface. So there's not, it's, there's really they, no, they point. make it prettier each time. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, that's good to know because, again, some FOMO probably for some people, probably. Some people just do it yeah. because they, 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 they don't want to be missing out on something. Well, and it's a compatibility thing, too. Sometimes, uh, well, like when they introduced the, uh, the X to the end of the extensions, older versions couldn't read the newest documents. Okay. Without a plug-in. There uh-huh. was a plug-in yeah. to the older versions that made it compatible. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, they, it was a different file format. It was a little more um, efficient. And then what's the cost of 365 so that you... 825 a month. So I just did some, some rough numbers. If you had 10 computers and you bought Office for 199 and I think you can find the internet and get a little bit less, but let's go with 199 Yeah. Um, your $2,000 rough numbers. If you do that every six years, skipping one major version, you're $27 a month for all 10 or $2.70 a month per employee or per device. Okay. Versus eight twenty-five. Now that's on a scale of ten employees. How about a hundred and how about a thousand? Right. Now we're starting to see some cost savings to get the perpetual. Right. You lose some things with that. To Matt's point, administration is a little bit more difficult because now you have a key for every one of those devices that you need to audit and maintain and, mm-hmm. and keep organized. Outside of organization, it really is not much different. Yeah. 
and you see it more than I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, would you rather if you had client A had ten computers on three sixty five, and client B had ten computers on a perpetual license? If the keys were organized, and a computer at either if one broke, yeah. <laughs> if they're organized, if the product keys are organized, and and you know our old our old way to do that was simply tape it to the box. Yeah, I mean yeah. just tape or the, the back the product of the, key back of the CD sleeve. Okay. Yeah, but in, I did it per computer. That way, if that yeah. computer crashed, yeah. you had the key right there. Now, there's also something to keep in mind. I'm, I'm glad that that, that, that kind of showed up. If your computer dies, that's an OEM license for that $199, which means if your computer dies, that license goes with it. It is dead. So if you buy a new computer, new you license. have to buy a new buy license. license. Whereas with 365, it doesn't matter the device. So computer dies, you buy a new computer. You install 365, you're back in business, there's no added cost. So if you tend to keep your computers for a long period of time, then 365 may be cheaper. You just kind of have to do a cost analysis. Sure. I do these well, cost analysis all the time for our yeah. clients. Do you, do you prefer one way versus another for clients, or is it, is it basically by size, by budget, by... I think it's cost. I oh, mean, simply to me, your 365, a lot of people associate it with always on. Well, yeah. they associated Facebook with always on. Yeah. And we found out yeah. that's not the case. And <laughs> yeah. by the way, you know, everyone's talking about how Facebook's down. In the, the data center world, we measure an uptime based on how many nines. So if you say I'm five nines, you're 99.999. So total nine is uptime. Out of 365 days, 24 hours. Right. Six hours outage in what I hear the last outage was in 2012. Oh, wait. Was the last major outage. Okay, so 12, 13 years and six hours. Their uptimes is probably still 10 or 12 nines. Right. So, yeah, in, right. In, I mean, in IT space, it's still okay. Right. Uh, now, I understand it's a big platform, and but, but anyways, um, it, d depending on what you're trying to do, it's purely cost because to me, it's licensing. Sure. Excel is Excel. If you're on 365 and create an Excel spreadsheet and you're on a perpetual and y you send him that spreadsheet, 100% compatibility. Yeah. And vice versa. So to me, it's purely cost. It's not, oh, well, I'm gaining something out of this Microsoft ecosystem because you, you really aren't. Okay. All right. So so in the world of, of subscription versus one time, it's it's basically just fit, fit to suit, correct? Yeah. Sure. Is, is there any, it, it, outside of Microsoft 365, is there... What's is is there any benefit to to having more subscriptions than 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 monthly costs? Do, do you understand that? Well, I, I think that it, question correct. I, I think the goal of some of the people right now we're seeing is they're wanting to cut monthly costs, and so the question is, most people are probably thinking they would like to cut costs. Right. What is the repercussion of cutting it? And I think there's some concern around that. Right. It's like they'll you put it in the cloud, you don't know how to get it out, and so what what's going to happen if you get it out? Right. And so, um, you know, that goes with cloud servers, that yeah. goes with cloud backups. I mean, you know, let's say, uh, let's move on off 365. Let's go to uh, the cloud backups, for example. You have a server somewhere. And by the way, you may need to back up your Office 365. Right. Because um, if Matt has 365 and he stores an email, um, which we all have way too much email, if he deletes it by accident, Microsoft can't restore it. Now, if Microsoft crashes, they'll have a backup. Sure. But if he makes an accident at the user level, they cannot restore it. So you may need to do a cloud backup. 
that cloud backup can be wherever you want, but if you put it in the cloud, you're going to have more costs. Okay. So now there's additional things you need to have a full backup of what you have. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The cloud became a very big thing within the last, let's call it five years. Aren't you seeing more people wanting to now leave the cloud, or are you seeing more people wanting to still get into the cloud? Personally, I'm seeing a lot more people moving into the cloud because okay. of the fact that you have to maintain whatever it's sitting on at your home or your business. The hardware. The they hardware. want the hardware gone. And, and you kind of play some devil's advocate to the cloud. Well, I look at both sides of it, right? I mean, to me, you know, I've been in IT for, for 25 years. And so the cloud to me is just a marketing word that means someone else's computer. Uh -huh. um, because we've always had data centers. Right. I mean, the internet was run not out of an office. It was run out of a data center. It always has been. And so you look at cloud and you look at a, it encompasses kind of a couple things. The server hardware that nobody wants to admin because it's expensive. It depreciates mm -hmm. very quickly and it breaks without notice. Right. And so that component people want to get rid of. Um, but then there's also licensing. So you have the server hardware, you have licensing that you've always had to pay for, um, and you also have the data center resources. So mm -hmm. it's now redundant air conditioning, re re you know, redundant internet, redundant power, right. the generators, the batteries. Um, and so I break those three apart because you can have your own licensing on your own server in a data center if you want those gains, if you want those redundancies. And so I don't say, you know, a lot of times the cloud in our small small business, medium business is our client, and they look at cloud as, as the guy on the white horse who's going to give them everything, and sure. they don't have to worry anymore. It's right. just done. It's easy. And we mindlessly, in our personal lives, just send things to the cloud. And we did, and now the cost is climbing, right. and, and the rate of which the costs are climbing. So Microsoft released um, their pricing starting March of 2022, and it's about a 30% bump. Um, and so the costs are now are climbing. And so I think... We saw a massive, in our space, enterprises were always in data centers. So in theory, they were already in the cloud, their own cloud. Right. Small, medium business are saying, yeah, they've, they've finally swallowed the pill that was going to cost them a little bit more, did not have the server. They waited till their servers died and they moved or they got their use out of the servers and then they moved. And now I'm seeing more of a hybrid. It's like, okay, now I want to be in the cloud because I enjoy the, the benefits and redundancies of a data center. However, I don't want to be dependent on it. Sure. And so now, how do I keep a local backup? How do I keep certain things that if that were, I mean, Microsoft's not going away. We don't have to worry that we're going to wake up one morning and Microsoft's gone. Right. Adobe's gone. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be worrying about, okay, the data integrity. For example, if you're on 365 and they had an, they had an issue, which we thought wasn't possible until Monday. Right. They had an issue and they rolled back their data. They don't tell you. You may be missing emails f a gap six months ago. Is that a problem or not? Is that they, and it's organization dependent. You know, right. it's based on, you may say, nah, man, once I read my email, I deal with it, it's pretty much gone anyways. Some people say, no, it's a litigation hold and I have to maintain by law through compliance all my email. And so how can I ensure that's never going to happen? Okay. Uh, same with Adobe. And we talked about your guys' iPhones. And I think you said you had, what, 12,000 pictures stored in iCloud? Yeah. You wouldn't know if 20 of them were gone. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that these guys randomly delete data. Right. I'm suggesting that you have no way to prove they did or didn't. Right. And so there's a control component to the cloud that you're giving away. And if you're okay with that, then you're fine. So what's the failsafe? You have data in two different spots. You know, yeah. you, you, there's a 3-2-1 backup. 
three copies of your data, two locations, and one's air-gapped. If it's always at a data center, it's not air-gapped. Air-gapped is, is very important. It's offline. It's, it's gapped by air. So you have a hard drive. You have a NAS. You have something that is air-gapped storing that data. What is a NAS? Well, you take that one, Matt. <laughs> Uh, the acronym stands for Network Attached Storage. So basically like a, like a hard drive that's connected to your network that you can store things on. Um, and When would someone use one of those? Well, for instance, we're talking about backups and cloud backups. Um, a lot of them offer uh, plugins or applications that will allow you to backup your cloud instances. So, so, you can, hard, is this so hard like your drive? iCloud. You could have this NAS, and it would back up your iCloud? 365, Google. Yeah. Um, they have applications that will allow you to actually pull hard copies of your data from the cloud to your to your local NAS. What is the cost of a NAS? So let's, well, they range on capacity. Okay. okay. But let's also back up for one second. That's not going to reduce your costs. That's just going to give you. That's just security. That's yeah. just having your yes. offline. And yeah, I saw, absolutely. I was walking through Best Buy a year ago. And I, they sell a little device. I don't remember the name. Uh, maybe Jonathan can find it and stick it, stick a link in there. And it backs up. I don't know if it's real time, but automatically your social media accounts. So if your photo albums are your social media, Monday might have scared you for a minute. Huh. Yeah. So this, you post from your phone wherever you are. This thing sits at your house. You post the picture, it grabs it. So now you've got the picture stored at home as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it had a subscription. I'm assuming there probably is. Yeah. Um, I don't. They don't recall the price being too heavy. A little box. It wasn't anything crazy. But that just gives you some safe, you know, safe of mind that you have it there. Once you start looking at because I'm cloud, I need another cloud because I don't want to rely on one. When you start looking at those costs, they can climb, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, the redundancy is is mind-boggling. I mean, the. Where do where it's does two of everything? How, yeah. Are the as a is this hard drive large? Is it is it? So we have one. So let, let's go through a use case. We have a NAS here for our podcast. Okay, and that's because our podcast video files are too big for us to be sending them to the internet and trying to edit them um, off of the internet. Sure. So you need to keep them local and work on them. Um, then that stores here because the files are so large, and then every night that replicates up to the cloud into a cheaper. Um, archive storage. So there's different levels of cloud storage as well, depending on how quick you want the speed access to them and, and so forth. We're storing them in a very low cost place called Wasabi. Okay. So we're we're shipping them off at night when we don't need our internet here because we aren't here. We're shipping them off. So we have a backup to the NAS if the NAS would die, but we keep it here because of the speed in which Jonathan can grab, you know, all files the data, data all, all, all the files. Yeah. So. Okay. There's different, a lot of different uses, but what he's saying is it can integrate directly with the cloud and grab your data and ship your data in different directions. So talk to me a little bit about what are some of the pros and cons of, of the subscription software versus perpetual licensing? Oh, we touched on that a little bit earlier. It's the cost of, well, perpetual, you buy it once and, you know, you, it's an upfront cost. And they typically, you know, cut you some, some, some dollars off. On, on that, like mm, most, no, probably not. They, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, usually Generally like, like no. oh, if you pay for the whole year, you'll save ten bucks. Or well, whatever. it's not a subscription; it's forever. Right? Yeah. So one time I mean, purchase. And I've never seen of any bulk, like like discount pricing. No, I've never seen. If you buy nope. ten thousand copies of Office, I've never it's, seen it. Now maybe you know it happens yes. through different channels, but yeah, not from the man, not from 
I mean, not from Microsoft, no. But talk a little bit about like the updates. I mean, and in all software, you get minor updates, security updates, in most sure. cases. But sure. what, what about major version of upgrades? Well, that's I think that's the that's the distinction. When you have when you have a subscription, you everything that is in that cost of that subscription um, is all. It's like it's your servers. It's the people that maintain those servers. It's it's all of those things. Up, updates uh, are all included. If it's if it's a perpetual situation, you have you have all of those things that you have to look out out for fiscally. You have to make sure that you have servers to host all these things. You have to have people to maintain them, uh, ISPs, power, you know, all that stuff. Everything that goes along with with hosting something internally. For you personally, as a tech that's out there in the field doing the work, is do you have a, a preference of of Systems you're working on perpetual versus versus the monthly costs is there benefits or, or negatives for you? A convenience factor. Convenience factor, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, subscription nine nine times out of ten is is easier. You don't have to deal with file paths, trying to figure out where where this piece of software is supposed to point to. Blah blah, you know all that stuff. Um, it's just in the cloud. It's there. All you're dealing with at that point are user accounts. So it's it. it he, takes what he's saying is there's an administration panel, okay. So like save an office of ten, mm -hmm. the IT admin is going to have an admin log into that tenant, and they're going to be able to add users, remove users, manipulate the licensing, all those things in one yeah. shot. You know, we call it one single pane of glass. Mm -hmm. And um, whereas if it's a OEM license, every software for every device has a different key that no one seems to organize very well. Sure. And so he goes out to resolve a ticket, a trouble ticket. The person's urgent. They can't work. And now he has to go hunting, pecking for a product key. Whose responsibility yeah. is it to house those product keys? It's always the end user. We assist. Okay. We do assist. Sure. Um, but, you know, ultimately we don't want to be the keeper of all their keys because we, we want to maintain portability. Sure. We don't believe in holding any client hostage. So those licenses are their their licenses. And they may get audited from Microsoft. And, and where are we? And so... Um, we always make sure they have, and we'll tell them, we deliver a server or something. Look, the, these are keys. You need to store these somewhere safe. Um, they need to be kept. Um, oftentimes we keep copies. Sure. You know, um, but, and, and if you're a managed service client, then we do. If Where would they keep fixed, the keys? Like, uh, give me an example of, so that, you know, our listeners, if they're like, well, shoot, I don't, we have our keys, but are we keeping them in a secure place? Do they need to be, you know, where was, where's a smart place to, to I mean, a lot of our clients have safes in their office. I mean, they put them in the safe. They scan okay. them, keep a digital copy as well. Sure. Um, safety deposit box. It, I mean, wherever you want to keep your your life insurance policy. Sure. Wherever you want to keep. I mean, it's it's an important document of the business. Sure. And so wherever you would store those things is where you'd want to store those. Now, because I'm sure you know some of the some of the folks out there might be thinking that this is an electronic key, right? Now we're talking about this as a physical. It's both. Well, it's both. Right. Yeah. It's right. Both. So, but. Does everyone know that? So that's why right. I wanted to say, you know, and you said safe. So now we have a physical object. We're talking about technology that's all, you know, yes, it's hardware, it's laptops and things like that. But now we have something physical that we need to keep in a safe, fire safe box, whatever it might be. Which in the cloud, what he's talking about, you don't need that. Right. You pay monthly and that gives you that month. Right. Right. And that's that. And you can't, you can't lose it. Right. The other instance I can see where, because um, I don't really have a preference, right? I mean, you license it the way the most cost effective and the needs requirement of the client. And let's use um, a type of a client. Let's go talk about a CPA. They typically staff up in season mm -hmm. and they don't off season. Right. If they bought perpetual license, 
Well, they have to buy them, and we're doing a uh, evenly month, uh, you know, breakdown cost. Well, if they do three sixty five, you would license up in your peak mm-hmm. and shut them off in your low in your low time. Right. So it mm-hmm. gives you that monthly incremental flexibility. flexibility of going up and down. And the same with the cloud server. You know, you buy a server that's got some number. Let's just call it a hundred terabytes, and you use it. Well, we say, well, you're going to get six years out of your server. Well, if you have substantial growth, you won't. Right. Um, additionally, if you contract your business and you don't need that much space, we can downsize a cloud server. You bought that server. So let's say you bought a server for ten grand and you did a lease. You're paying that same monthly price now throughout that whole lease. Right. And so if you don't need that much horsepower, you can't downsize it to save those costs. So sometimes cloud models can save you money on a monthly okay. basis if yeah. you go down in size. Right. Um, if now, you're a seasonal comp business. Yeah, yeah, seasonal or you're growing or right. you're contracting. Any one of those you know, situations, cloud may be better. Now, with that said, there's also another component. If the cloud server costs you 500 a month, um, but the lease on the server is 180, then even if you contract your cloud server, you may not get lower than 180 anyways. Right. So it really comes down to every case. And so that's why I think it's so important. A lot of IT people don't really have these conversations with their clients. They yeah. just kind of, A, they let the client pick, and the clients aren't educated with what's going on all the time. Right. They got a business to run. Um, and so, and, and they don't sit down with the IT people because the IT people, they don't really bring this to their attention and say, hey, let's back up, take a 30,000-foot view of your licensing, of your mm-hmm. hardware, and really look at, you know, it's an interview process. Sure. You're saying, well, are you going to grow? Are you seasonal? There's a lot of assessment that needs to be done. Sure. And a lot of times it's just not, unfortunately. And then someone ends up in the wrong product. And then you've made a commitment. Right. Because it's, it's expensive migrating into the cloud. It's expensive migrating out of the cloud. Right. So uh, what, uh, what do we want our message to be today? As we, as we, as we finish this episode, what... What do we want to end for our for our nerds out there? What do we want? What do we want to tell them? Always assume there's a cost. <laughs> Always assume there's a cost. In the rising, in the, in rising. the rising. I mean, inflate in uh, higher than inflation rates. Sure. Uh, I, I would tell people this. Don't just go with the flow. Sit down. Yeah. Take the time. You don't need to do it often. I think if you do it annually, that's probably sufficient. Um, if they did annual costs, which you know, if you have an MSP, it would be your virtual CIO mm-hmm. that you would have these conversations with. Um, they're looking at the business side. They're looking at needs versus costs uh, versus cycles of your business and comparing all of those, working with you. And if that's not something you're getting done, you, you, need, to in, you need to get that set up. You, you need somehow. We do it at no cost. So our clients get the benefit of it. Uh, our new clients, we do it as part of the onboarding. So if uh, someone out there would like to get a free assessment from MaxTech, how can they get a hold of us? Call what? Matt. Oh, yeah. Call, wait, yeah. call Matt. Matt. Yeah. We're both Matt. One of us. Yeah, Probably just me. Office. Just call the office. And that office number is? 614-401-401-8800. Uh, so 401-8800. And we haven't talked about our Tampa number, so we'll leave that off for another yep. podcast. We have... Uh, MaxTechAgency.com as well. Yep. Uh, there is live chat on there. So if you, if you are not a phone person, you just like to get some information via chat, that is available. 
and uh, it's important too to say. I mean, we we're we're not hard sales company here. We, you know, if you want to call and ask just a couple quick questions, we don't even need to know your name. Yeah, chances are if 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 you do call in, you're going to be getting me, um, Jason Garcia, and I'll 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 help you out the best that I can and get you get you the information you need. Um, Matt Baker, I want to thank you for for joining us today. You are also going to be our guest for episodes nine and ten, oh, which is right. a, which a, is what a little teaser will be uh, a two episode <laughs> podcast, one topic, and that topic is going to be ransomware protection for your business. So obviously, the hackers are alive and well, and they are juiced up on Monster, and they are just <laughs> I think he's insinuating they are they are going after anybody and everybody. Uh, we've seen it firsthand as a company. Yeah. Um, not to us, not but to no, we've no, been involved we've, with clients. Yes, yes yeah. we've seen clients um, that are that that are associated with us and not associated with us have have run into difficulties. So uh, I just spoke yeah. to a lady yesterday who uh, a hosting client who had her her site site hacked, and you know, um, so you know, we it's in small business out of Minnesota, one, yeah. one man band. So they don't care how big or how small you are. They. They're going after you. So again, I want to thank you. We'll see you. See you. We'll me. see you for the next two podcasts as well. Hopefully, those ones won't be as nervous since we don't bite. Um, it's also like five thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what it feels like. So, uh, hey, nerds! Again, I want to thank you guys for subscribing. If uh, you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us at thenerdnote.com. Follow us on subscribe on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Um, if you have a topic you would like to, to us to cover, please let us know. Reach out on uh, thenerdnote.com, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you found that this beneficial. Again, if you have any questions uh, about the free assessment, please reach out to us at 614-401-8800. And uh, we'll see you next time, nerds.